I'd like to begin. I'm not on. I am. Oh, man. New microphones. It's a byproduct of having such a busy place. Different EQ. But I'd like to begin by giving thanks. Giving thanks to the spirit, the energy, the planet from which we come. Giving thanks for all that it means to be human in this life giving thanks for this day, giving thanks for so much that we all have in this world. On Friday, I have the great pleasure to participate in the fourth annual Religion, Spirituality, and Culture Conference offered by Harambe students of African descent at Harvard. It was awesome. <laughs> the theme for the conference was Black Women in the Center, and it did not disappoint. Although I was only able to stay for the first half of the day, I was reminded of the incredible minds at work at Harvard. The organizers who for this conference were all graduate and undergraduate women, and they brought together a phenomenal series of speakers who shared generously of themselves and opened us all to the unique journey of black women in this world. One of the panels was on womanist thought in the academy. And that panel featured Dr. Wylan Wilson and Dr. Monique Moultrie, who are both amazing visiting professors at Harvard. They each reminded us of the history of black women's thought and scholarship, as well as helping us understand the very current and excellent new work being done to center the experience and knowledge of black women. In the Q&A, I asked the panelists about despair and how womanist thought might answer the challenges that face our culture today. I was thrilled when Dr. Moultrie, whose work is focused on sexuality and the embodied black lesbian experience, and spirituality, replied that one of the important answers to despair that exists in her field is the celebration and ownership of black women's personal agency around sexual pleasure. Amen. And this got me thinking. As a church leader who closely studies where churches are headed and what spiritual community means in our ever-secularizing world, what is the equivalent antidote to despair for a church? <laughs> a young man's fancy. Hmm? What is the parallel to sexual pleasure that might help keep people in community? And I'm not at all saying that we need to rename this place first free love parish in Cambridge, maybe. But I have to ask, <laughs> what is our answer to despair? What personal and communal agency can we access that allows us, demands even, that we find unbridled and uninhibited pleasure and satisfaction in this tough old world? As I've considered this since Friday, I've been thinking about the month of March at First Parish. It is annual pledge time. The church needs your help to meet its financial goals. It is not very sexy. There are cultural challenges, 
And we live in a world where we want to know what we're getting in return for our hard-earned money. We want to know that when we give money to something, that it's not just going in some, into someone's pocket or being wasted or hoarded. We want to know that our money is doing what maybe our bodies or our voices cannot by enabling the recipients of our funds to act on our behalf. We want our money to reflect our values and beliefs and our vision for a better world. Sometimes it's hard to make that connection. So to that end, I wanted to tell you today about how I'm invested and how I know that First Parish is invested in me. Now, certainly, as a minister leading a community, my investment will be very different than yours. But my hope in sharing some of my perspective is that you might consider the ripple effect of your investment in First Parish, no matter how financially large or small. I want to invite you to spend time thinking about what it means to give to and to receive from this community in a variety of ways. And I would love for you to know that it gives me as much pleasure as I hopefully are, am able to bring to you, and that it is an ecstatic experience. True Confession. It's important for you to know that from the very beginning of the search process, I was very clear that Boston and Cambridge are not in my top 10 list of places to live in the world. This is a place that I intentionally and consciously left twice <laughs> because of the challenges it presents to me. And yet, I'm compelled by something incredibly meaningful and powerful to be here. Something about what this community is and has been in the equation of Cambridge, Massachusetts, and even the country and the world feels hugely important to me. And it's not that I regard being in Cambridge as a sacrifice. It is more that understanding how I feel called to be here, I'm committed to working very hard to make this equation work. First Parish in Cambridge is a very powerful force. And then there's the history. On March 27th, we will host Native tribes as they share and remind us of the painful history of displacement and genocide to which Unitarians contributed when they were still part of the Puritan tradition. This event, titled Native New England Christianity and War, a public reading of the eulogy on King Philip by William Appes, is a major historical milestone, and bringing it to reality with our racial equity team is just one way in which I am invested in revealing truths about our history. Every day, I must recognize the vast disparities that we live at the crossroads of. Wealthy investors, homeless youth, children of academics, children of people who are incarcerated, Mayflower Society families, Massachusetts tribe elders, Irish immigrants, undocumented Africans, all of this right here in Cambridge, in this room even. I have to be invested in holding the histories represented by this institution and holding them to account. But most of all, though, I find increasingly 
that I am invested in First Parish in Cambridge because I am invested in each one of you. As I get to know your stories and your struggles and know your families through joy and challenge, I find that I have to be here. More and more every day, I have to and I want to care for and about all of you. As I consider the way that churches are dying and people are faced with so much anxiety and over-programmed life, I don't want to see any of you leave here for fear of what may happen while you are away. I go back to that word despair. Despair is the prime driver in this country around substance use and abuse as well as around suicide. It is also the primary driver of sexual misconduct and risk. It pushes us into isolation, and I know that no matter how well-educated or adjusted we may think of ourselves, we are all susceptible to despair because we are human. When I see and I get to know you more and more, I see the antidote to despair right here. The answer to despair is us. Knowing each other, Caring enough to notice that someone isn't or hasn't been at church, so we give them a call or send a card. Reaching out to say hi to someone we haven't talked to before at coffee hour. I've tried valiantly to learn at least a little something about all of you, and I know that the more you know each other, the more you can love each other as I love you. This is my investment in First Parish in Cambridge. But it is important for you to know that I know how much First Parish is equally invested in me. Every day, I get to walk around with a bit of First Parish stardust on my shoulders. It feels good. And I think I can best explain it through these three words driving our theme for this month, honored, enabled, empowered. I am honored. I'm a first. <laughs> I get to be the first called black gay minister of this institution, and I am honored to be able to carry that placard high and proud in this world. Yes, I am an ambassador for the powerful work of the church, but I am an ambassador for LGBTQ faith leadership, something that is still unthinkable in parts of this country and the world. I'm honored to be on the front lines of making that history. I am enabled. First Parish in Cambridge invites me to live into my fullest self. In all of my careers, I've never been able to wrap all of the many me's into one day-to-day -day occupation, occupation like I am here. What is more, I wouldn't be able to be all those people at just any church. Academic, politician, musician, fashionista, <laughs> poet, historian, pastor, preacher. First Parish lets me, requires me even, to be all of me. I am empowered. 
at a town hall on sexual violence in the fall where we heard statistics about the ways in which Harvard is failing people who are targeted for sexual violence. I raised the question to the crowd of mostly women, where are the men who are causing the harm? Why are they not at this town hall? And then I took a rather risky step of calling out President Bacow, who was sitting a couple of rows ahead of me, and I said, as a chaplain who will be called on to answer the pain of students who are assaulted, I need a commitment from the university and from the president of the university that we will make ending sexual violence on campus a reality. This must be a priority. at the conference this past Friday. A student who witnessed this approached me and said that that moment for them was transformative. They decided as a result of hearing what I said to change their academic work and head in a whole new direction of advocacy. First Parish gives me this platform from which I'm reminded every day that it is possible to change lives. <laughs> and the most important way in which I am honored, enabled, and empowered is again through you. Every time you trust me with your hearts or share some piece of your journey, with me, every time you ask me to be better, more patient, more generous, every time you include me or listen to me or encourage me in all the ways in which you are in relationship with me. This is how I know First Parish is deeply and thoroughly invested in me. It is quite simply the most humbling, precious, and trusting relationship I have ever had. I've worked hard to become who I am and to continue becoming who I will become, whoever that is. But you must know this. I could not do this the fabulous way that I am doing it or with the impact and the exquisite pleasure that I derive from what I do if it were not for First Parish in Cambridge. And I am grateful you all our first parish in Cambridge. Thank you. Together, we are helping each other realize the world we dream of every single day. It's almost better than sex. <laughs> almost. <laughs> May it be so.